Hi there, and welcome to the Beam Voice Podcast. My name is Petru Konduraro, and I'm glad to have you here. I'm a civil engineer living and working in Norway since 2014, and I'm passionate about building information modeling. I truly believe change is necessary and inevitable in our industry. To implement faster, better, and less costly ways of working, digital transformation is vital and everyone involved must stop just talking about implementing BIM and actually do it. And what way to do it better than just to learn from the ones who have done it in the past or are doing it right now? Hello and welcome to the BIM Voice podcast. Today's guest is Thomas Oss. He's uh, working as a project leader BIM for Baninur a state-owned company responsible for the national railway infrastructure in Norway. The project he is working on right now is called Udbygning Drammen Kobervikdalen, and this is the first project where Baninur has specified in the contract with the general contractor that all the information is connected to the objects from the 3D model and where will be no usual paper-based documentation except for some detailed drawings. Hi, Thomas. Hello, Petru. It's really nice to have you here. Thank you for the invitation to come here to speak. I think we need more channels to share experiences and, uh, and thing around BIM. So this is a very good thing. That's so nice to hear. I, I truly believe the same. Why don't we start uh, telling us a little bit about yourself and what are you doing? Yes. Well, as you said, my name is Thomas Oz. Uh, I'm uh, 34 years old and I live in a town called uh, Tunsberg. Uh, south of Drammen, and I work for uh, Banen Noor through a company called Centerpoint, where uh, I'm the BIM manager on the project and, uh, and follow up uh, on the discipline of BIM and uh, planning. Uh, the project is a uh, new railway to two tracks from uh, Kobovikdalen and into the Drammen station. We are uh, building a six, 700 meter long tunnel through rock and go over to a cut and cover tunnel on 275 meters before we enter the Drammen station. And we are building a new station in Drammen. So it's a pretty big uh, contract. And challenging. As it's challenging, well. yes, yes. Uh, one of the main challenging on the project is that we have to do this in many phases because we have to keep the, the um, train going through all the projects. So we are started to build in 2019 and we are uh, planned to be finished and open the new tracks in 2024. That sounds impressive. Quite a short span to finish the project actually compared to other projects. Yes. It's a tight schedule and uh, we are finishing the railroads for every phase. So we are moving the tracks through the city to, to handle the trains. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of models to, to make this happen. Yeah, yeah, that must be stressful, but cool at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's challenging and fun and uh, development to work in this way. You you have to be hands-on. Mm. Can you tell us a little bit about why this project is a little bit more special than the other ones for Baninur? Well, this is the first big contract where we've gone this far in the BIM uh, world. We are not delivering usual drawings to complement the models. We are, so we... We are fully BIM 
uh, as far as we can go today. And uh, we are collecting information on the objects in the model, as opposed when you're working in BIM. And we are uh, demanding of contractors that they have to manage to build through the model. Uh, so we want support with additional drawings, uh, unless the fuse that we have already. So, so we are trying to take the next step in the BIM world in infrastructure. So uh, it's pretty new standards, I would say. Can you actually uh, tell us a little bit what kind of challenges actually, uh, like what do you think it's difficult right now? Why don't we do this already? Well, I think uh, the traditional way where we got drawings is something that's uh, well established in the business. So we're used to doing it this way. And we have through the last 10 years, starting with models, and we started in the early phases on the projects and we, we developed closer and closer to, to where we are managing to build by the models. So I think from the start of 2010 to today, we have the developments that we needed to, to get the experience. And we, I think we've been pretty heads on in Norway, but it takes time. And it takes time because we're doing something new and we are getting experience on the way. And that's one of the challenging with working with BIM. You have to be, be patient <laughs> because you are, you are getting new ways to, to find new solutions to do, do things you've done before in a more effective way and a better way mm. and to comprehend with the digital world. And that's the big goal here is to be to be building uh, like we should be building in the 2000s. Yeah. I assume one of the biggest challenges here is because we must involve so many actors in this process, yes. right? Uh, we work with so many parties and that is really not easy to do, especially, yeah, everybody wants to, to make it in their own way, right? So this is definitely a big challenge. Uh, and that's why maybe this uh, this new kind of project, like uh, from asset owner, to require to be for the project to be built in a, a certain way, it will definitely push over this uh, this mindset, the BIM mindset. What did you do before? Uh, if you can tell us a little bit more about working with BIM, what other interesting things did you do? Yeah. Before? I started uh, my education in, in Porsgrunn on uh, the University of South, it's called now, on the line for uh, building and uh, infrastructure uh, bachelor. And uh, I wrote my bachelor degree with uh, three others for Staten Svejvesen, another big uh, public developer in Norway that's focused on roads. Uh, and when we finished the bachelor, I got hired there and I was a road planner for some years before I got hired or moved over to a bigger project in Statensvejvesen in a city called Larvik, where we build new highway, the last part of uh, highway through, through Westfall with a big tunnel and two big tunnels and a special bridge. It was uh, a design bridge uh, to reflect the area because it's close to um, 
uh, famous lake and uh, uh, famous wood that's important historical means in Norway. So, so we designed a bridge to, to reflect that. So the bridge is in a curve with big uh, towers that's, uh, they are leaning out from the bridge. So it was uh, difficult engineering, but uh, a, a spectacular bridge. So I was the BIM manager on that project. And in the last year of uh, my contract with Statens Weivesen, I was the BIM manager at, um, at the region that I was uh, in, supporting other projects as well. And I went over to Bananur, you know, in September last year and into this project. So I've been working with models and BIM since pretty much I started in Statens Weivesen in 2011. So about nine years now. I see. What kind of tools are you using or you used in your path? Well, from school and in the start in Statens Weivesen, I used AutoCAD and Navis work. Uh, mostly, uh, and then a uh, little Gemini to support it. But um, I have a surveyor, or we, the surveyors I work with are uh, very good in Gemini. So we kind of uh, divide the, the programs between uh, me and the surveyors. So they use the same product as the entrepreneurs. And, um, and I focus more on the programs that the planners are using. So uh, mainly it's been uh, AutoCAD, Civil, and, uh, and uh, with NOAA points. Uh, in, the no, in the last years, it's been more Navis work. In Drum and Kobovikdalen, we are using Navis work to, to combine the models and to be our um, uh, platform for, uh, for all the disciplines. And some other programs uh, I've been looking into, but uh, that's the main programs, yeah. Can you say a little bit more actually about uh, these programs might be not very well known uh, outside Norway actually, NovaPoint and Gemini, what do they do? NovaPoint is, uh, is a planning program mainly to, to plan the, the infrastructure like roads and railway where you put in the maps and the information that you have about the existing uh, infrastructure and then you can plan and use and they have a lot of solutions to, to, to plan this. Um, Gemini is, uh, is uh, I would say a more uh, contractor surveyor equipment, uh, but they also both programs, you can do controls and, and, and checks and planning. So uh, they are pretty robust programs, I would say, and they are a lot used a lot in Norway. So um, in Norway, it's more standard to use this program. If we can go back a little bit, because actually uh, I might have been uh, delayed too much this question. How do you define BIM? What is BIM for you, actually? It's a good question. Uh, for me, it's, it's uh, well, you know, building information model. It's, it's uh, a platform to combine every information and everything you know about the objects uh, in the digital world. And uh, for me, as I, when I started as a planner uh, and working with models, it just lights up as a better way to control what you've been planning and see the whole picture. 
So that was the start for me is, the, is that you can see every discipline together and combine them and, and see collisions and challenging before you actually find them out in the field. Uh, and then it's development with more information in and on Drum and Cobwick Dalno, where we put in a lot of information on the objects. We use attributes a lot to, to define what's happening. And we also combine the model to the contract. So it's linked. Uh, we use um, uh, Consult, that's uh, been our uh, consultant. They combine. They are plan they are planned all the, uh, the whole uh, building uh, uh, aspect of it, and they are combining the models directly into the contracts, so they can uh, get uh, uh, the amounts, the meter, and um, tons directly from the model. So when you change something in the model, you can get it directly into the contract. So they are combined together. And uh, this is something I think for uh, for uh, for the business is important in the future to uh, be more agreeable about what we're actually uh, saying in the in the contract contract text because uh, now when you are uh, highlighting a point in the contract, you can see what what uh, objects that are connected to that uh, part of the contract in the model. And if you highlight them in the model, you can see what, what part in the contract it's uh, belonged to. So uh, it's, it's more transparency. And uh, I think that's important in the future because we are seeing bigger and bigger contracts. And there's a lot of details that's uh, going to, to be correct. And, uh, I think uh, BIM is a good way to, to make sure that we have uh, the right foundation for what we're going to do. Yeah. Even if uh, the BIM concept is popular for such a long time, I still see quite often a quite limited uh, understanding of this, actually. I'm baffled to see so many people still believing that uh, BIM is actually only 3D model. Yeah. What more do you think is BIM? I think uh, the what you call it, uh, the BIM word, is when we started, it kind of uh, misused a little. Because as you say, we started with 3D models. We modeled drawings and we called it BIM. But it was only a model-based project. So we had this in Dutton's Wesen where I worked. We, we tried... Um, in uh, in a manual about this that we worked out, we tried to to separate the things. If you are uh, only a 3D model, it's a model-based project. For it to be BIM, you have to connect information through to the objects, and we we have few projects that's on that level this far. And I think that's what we we done on Drummond Kovikdal. We actually we are delivering a BIM model because we got information in there. And we have connected the contract. So we have the economy combined to the model in some way. So, and this is where we want to go in BIM world. You want to combine them together. You want to see timeline. You want to see all of these other things. So there are a lot of levels to do this. And, uh, but most important it is that you get the information into the model and not that you have to 
go all the ways to look for the information to support the model. You're going to find it where you work in the model. Okay, I see. I understand. Are there any plans that this model is going to be used for more than just to build the project, to run it as well later? Yes, this is one of the, I think, uh, the next challenge in infrastructure is the maintenance part. We, as I said earlier, we, we started the BIM uh, experience and the run from the early phases of a project, the early planning of a project. And now we come to the stage where we manage to build through the model and we, we are getting the information and the, and the object data that we need to build from the model. And now the next step is to how do we deliver the as-built uh, construction uh, site to the next phase of the project's life cycle. And that's uh, maintenance. And uh, it's a challenge because they have other needs than we need to build the project. Uh, we are building uh, 10 kilometers of rail and that's a small part of what they are maintaining. Mm -hmm. So you have this system today that's maintenance by the drawings and PDFs and, and some 2D DVGs. And we want to go over to, hey, here is our 3D BIM model and we want you to maintenance this. So it's a new step for them as well. And we don't have all the solutions today I think it's important to, to find these solutions quick because uh, we are building a modern a digital, uh, in a digital uh, solution and we have quality data with a lot of information on the objects. Mm -hmm. And if we are going to go down to, to the old way to maintenance, we, we, we lose a lot of good uh, <laughs> value. Yes. So, um, and I think the new projects that get finished now, they have experience in building by it and they know uh, how to, to use this data. And I think this is the ideal point to starting to say, okay, we use these projects to, to get uh, digital data for maintenance and we have to find a way. And uh, maybe as in Drama Cob Week, where we are doing this in phases, we are delivering some, some for every phase. And we can get experience together with the maintenance if we can go that way. But it's, it's the big next step for, for model and BIM in infrastructure, I think, to, to figure out the maintenance part. Because if you figure that out, you, you will be ahead of the other companies. And you will also uh, get the really big um, savings in, in efficiency and in money because this is a better data, it's better uh, platform. It's more uh, for the future. Yes, it's quite funny actually because we focus so much on the shortest planning and the building, which is a very small percentage of the entire life cycle of a building, right? Because yeah, that, that might be maybe five or 10% of the entire uh, use of the building, right? We are uh, involving way too little the owners, actually. We just uh, build after our engineering roles with our uh, tools we have. And after that, we start thinking about this. Might be helpful to involve more the owners in the planning, maybe. So they can pinpoint what they actually need. 
this might be one of the problems. I really think that uh, yeah, owners uh, are very little involved in this and uh, they don't get heard about uh, what they actually need the building for. Yes, yeah, so they see the end date. So for our project, the end date is 2024, then they are going to take over the project. Yeah. And they say a lot of, uh, like, uh, we, we figure this out, but for us, it's now we are starting to deliver uh, as built data today. And I think uh, also a lot of the focus is on all the risks uh, from going on uh, from the known way to, uh, to do this to the unknown. And we focus on the risks and the risks are short term because we, we will manage them. We will find the solutions and we have to start to get the experience. We won't solve the risk before we take that leap and start to get the experience. And the only way to get experience is to try. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think we have so focus on, on the risks uh, instead of to see on the long-term gains. Because as you said, this is, <laughs> this is the big part of that life cycle. It's the biggest part is, is the maintenance of it. And the upsides of finding out how to maintenance by the BIM world is so big. Uh, and yes, you have some short times risks because, okay, you have the risk that, okay, you have someone that haven't done this before and suddenly instead of a paper, you get a pad and you get uh, a model and you're going to find things. Yes, that's someone have to be learned and you have to do it. But when you have have done that part, it's a short term risk, then you are yeah. up and going. Yeah. So, um, uh, that's true. Yes. Yeah. And actually, I see, I understand now better actually after you just uh, said that it's, it's also the owner's fault as well because they are afraid to involve themselves more and take more risk in the project because what they do actually, they, they delegate uh, the entire responsibility to the builder and to the designer, right? And yeah. they expect it to be perfect. It makes no sense if you want to have uh, something uh, that you want to, to use it at... Uh, maximum uh, potential you should be involved from the start to know the reasons behind why are you building what you build who is going to use it and take this into account all the other experts to take this into account and have this at least consider it yes and we take the time to sit down this is what we deliver today what is what is the things that you get out of this what what how do you use it and tell us this and we okay we can deliver the same in this way and you can get the same information in this way and and and, and it will be digital mm. and easy to get so so um, uh, the distance from yourself to the solution will be shorter when you go over to the BIM world but yeah. it's it takes some times to get there but we mm. we have to start somewhere we have to start uh, and I think sometimes you will hear the argument that we don't have the solution today, so we have to wait. Uh, but if we all wait, we never will get the solution. So, For someone else to implement it instead of yeah. trying. Yes. And instead of waiting, why not take charge of it and say, okay, we know what we want in the end. Let's find a way to do it and be a partitioned in, in, in it. Exactly. Uh, I, uh, but I think uh, there are focus on this in, in, in the business. But as I said earlier, 
you have to be patient in in mm. this because there's a lot of people involved there's a mm. lot of people that have to to agree uh, on that this is how we're supposed to do it and there's a lot of details that has to to fit but mm. uh, sometimes you have to just say okay we we take this part and we try and and we make some experience and we and we start you know thomas i cannot be patient that's why i just <laughs> i started this podcast you know i can't be yes. patient i must push forward uh, yeah. i really hope to 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 help people to understand better from the experts i will have as guests here why do we actually need this and why we don't need to wait anymore and we need yes. to start using it right now it's so easy to say that we don't have the solution today because you did not see a project where it has been used yet like there are going to be many examples here mm. or because you did not put uh, enough effort into researching and see what can actually be done in the digital age we live right now that is not going to work too long you know no. because the the growth it's exponential right now we've done the same things for 2000 years and we keep doing it the same way i don't think we still uh, have uh, a lot of time to oh, do yes. that so i really hope to help people understand better this and why do we need this because it can be done quicker and i think this is also part uh, of uh, why uh, companies and yeah asset owners uh, are not involving themselves more yeah there are many things going forward i'm seeing that but there is much room for improvement of course mm. and um, besides of this uh, misunderstanding or limited understanding of beam right because uh, even uh, designers or uh, constructors or asset owners for too long they have seen beam as just a 3d model and yeah. they uh, they choose to ignore the most important uh, part from this and that being the information because the model it's just one part yeah but uh, everything involved in the project you need to take into account and must be here uh, included from the start to to the end from when you plan it until you use it and how you use it right are there any other misconceptions about BIM you are aware about, except this? I think you have a good point in the in that with uh, people are looking on uh, the model as BIM and model as as this uh, inform this what we have been calling the the uh, show off model uh, or what you're gonna say where you where the the water is way the way you have waves you have wind you like it, it looks perfect and and this is the end product we want to show in yeah. in the early phases we want to show uh, everyone that's going to be touched by the this the project how the end will be and um, but when we start building that's not the model we use we we use the the technical model where we where we have the disciplines we can see the collisions we can and and we can build by it and we have um we have full control of every discipline up against each other and we don't have that in the standard 2d world uh, and we have to solve uh, a lot of uh, issues out in the field that we now uh, when you manage to use the model the right way, the contractor will spot 
conflicts and, and uh, challenges before uh, they are out in the field and we have a discussion uh, to how to solve it before it get too big or we get to there and of course we still solve things out in the field it's not that but but a lot more are solved earlier and that's that's big uh, money saver for every part because it saves times for everyone um, and um, I think uh, there are many arguments of why not to use the model that's over the time come uh, and they come because uh, we we try to find good arguments to why to do it like we always do mm. we are com we are comfortable people are comfortable we like to do it like we do it and there should be a very good reason if i'm going to do it another way and uh, and uh, you, you people say uh, we've been building roads and railways for uh, hundreds of years. We we know what we do, and, and it's, it's always been a good end product. Uh, but that's not the not the goal here. It's not to 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 find an, another solution. Just do the same. Is is to find better ways to come to the goal quicker, and how to reduce the challenges and the issues. That we known issues, we know these issues come on every project mm. earlier, and now we are pointing them out because we have the experience. Okay, this is usual a problem. We can go in the three D world and we can watch them and we solve them. Um, I think one one important issues that we have to solve is that the end product or, or the end user in every part of the, the cycle gets a good uh, good use of it so uh, if we are uh, if someone easy got information from the drawing earlier and the solution today makes it harder for that person we we have to work to oh then there, this is going the wrong way for that person. So we have to uh, find good solutions for everyone. Uh, but um, often that's uh, is that you need experience about it and you need to be coursed or learned how to use new platforms. Yeah, because another reason yeah, uh, for complain, it has been that we don't have the technology to do it. But yeah, we've seen today uh, robots building uh, full houses uh, in some countries and uh, yeah we just uh, must stop uh, looking for excuses yeah. and uh, just uh, yeah. try new things new ways the solutions is out there we just have to find them and mm. uh, and i think some some of the solutions we might lack today is this uh, the, the perfect program that's have everything and uh, yeah. but but I think uh, the way we're going and the way that uh, this we will we will get used to that we have to use more programs. But um, if we say this we need, if a program can solve this for us, that's very important. There are a lot of companies standing out there and will do a lot to fix that problem for us. Yeah, yeah, that's so, true. So, uh, so I think. Uh, that's important for the uh, for the uh, owners, uh, the the, the um, uh, contract client, like the big the big national companies. 
like Bannenor, Statens Vejvesen. If, if, if we, okay, this, this is how we want it. There are people going to solve it because, because it's, uh, they want to solve this for us because they want us to use their programs. Mm, that's so true. So, so uh, we have to be heads on on what, what solutions we need to be solved. If we find a challenge that we need to be solved to, to use the models, we, we just have to put it out there and say, this, this is important. Yeah. And then they will find programmers to fix that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and actually, I think um, another misconception about BIM, it's the limitation to a software. Uh, I've seen this. I don't know if you are aware of, <laughs> of this, but it's so much marketing and every software is BIM. But uh, yeah. you won't see any software that they say we are working in the, we are a small part of BIM. They, they are BIM, right? If you use that software, yeah. you are doing BIM. And that's that's another misconception, I think. Yeah, it's, and it's the whole package. So uh, you are a part of it, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. There are, yeah, there are more solutions. Uh, yeah, it's not uh, one dual. Leaving aside a little bit the complaints, uh, yeah. let's talk a little bit about what's exciting in uh, our industry. What, uh, what are the topics you are excited about? What's happening today that we are not doing and you think is going to be cool if we are do going to do it or not, like uh, technology-wise? I think uh, what's good is that just the last years, there's been a, the, the shift has come and uh, the companies have more like... Uh, uh, the philosophy about we're going to be best in BIM, we are going to do most. So when I started uh, in this industry, it was like I was uh, running around and holding presentation to why should we do BIM? Mm. Uh, and now we are uh, focusing more how to do BIM. And that excites me. It's more focused on how to solve this, how can we do this uh, uh, what is the best way to do this? And 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 when we have that focus, uh, we are uh, sharing experiences, and that's when you really elevate the experience we get and the evolvement of this. So uh, that's a big uh, positive thing. Uh, so I think uh, the, the leaders have now taken a standpoint and say, no, no, we're doing this, and that's 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 most important. Yeah, yeah. That that's really good. That's really because, positive uh, actually to hear. But I think you're talking mainly about Norway. Yes, probably. But uh, but uh, someone has to start. And I think yeah, that's yeah. that excites me as well, that I am fortunate to live and work in a country that's wanted to be ahead of this. And there are other countries too that we are... Uh, we are um, uh, working uh, together and sharing information with but but i think yeah norway is one of in the front here and and uh, and that's excitement because we 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 find good solutions and when we we put the path yeah it's nice and, uh, the, yeah yeah that's true yeah. Uh, yeah. and uh, a chance to try different things it's uh, it's uh, it would be difficult if we we were in 10 years working the same way we did 20 years ago 
and then was going to say, okay, no, we're going to do BIM because you are 30 years of gap you have to close. We are, we are, we are doing this step by step and, and uh, it's the best way to, to get into the, you have to do it step by step and uh, uh, takes, it has taken time, but every step is a bigger step, I think. And we move faster and faster, and I think it's very exciting that we work. And we we see we see that that uh, other countries around Europe they are watching what Norway are doing, and and uh, follow us. So it's uh, inspirational when you work like that to know that uh, you are you are pushing. Uh, it's really powerful to be the change. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, we are. Um, we are trying new solutions all the time, and some 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 solutions we find okay. This is this is not not ready yet. We can't use it yet, but we see the potential in the horizon. And and you have next project. You think okay, maybe this time with AR and VR and all of these uh, solutions, you you have a lot of things happening. And you have uh, we see now in the in these special times that we are in with Corona and stuff, we we uh, have another use of uh, surveying equipment that's been used to mapping and showing. And we have drones. We have uh, in Dramakovic Down, they, they have morning coffee meetings where all the people from the owner or from the contract client, we are sitting together and one is out holding uh, his phone on a, uh, and filming. He's walking around, filming the, the site. And another one is out with the drone and fly over and film. Yes. So we are all having the chance to see what's happening out on the site without being there. And you talk about what is happening there. This is the topic of your discussions? Yes. Like you, you talk about what you see through the drone. Wow, yes. that's really that sounds really cool. So and getting the update in in the where are we now? What have we done the last since yesterday? What what uh, is the challenge here? And and like we have a lot of um, people following up, and and um, I think we're starting now to see in a better way the use of a lot of technology that we we kind of been. Uh, awaiting to take a use of yeah. uh, and we are finding even more ways to use um, this COVID-19 it's helping with that definitely <laughs> yes think... it's helping for technology it's yeah, pushing us yeah. think new ways to solve things uh, and uh, I think uh, when it comes to BIM and, and every discipline connected to it kind of where we're starting you are always working on finding the best way to solve things okay how can we do this how can we get this into the models and you have this mindset so so um, i think uh, that's what i think is the most fun with working with bim is uh, is kind of that challenge you 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 are and you have to help people you know because you are when you work with bim you are expecting that everyone is going to come over <laughs> into this world <laughs> and they are going from the old way and they've done that and you have to be ready to help them and yeah. they and that's what i find the most uh, awarding i think when someone that's been working in one way in many many years and have a lots of experience and he comes over to this new 
Are you going to use new programs, new solutions? And when you get this person going, and they're going to, they have all this experience from from the real life uh, building. Mm. They're starting to see why can't this thing do this? Why can't this program solve this for me? I always wanted to, and why it doesn't have this? And that's that's when you when you. And sometimes we say, yeah, it's possible to do it. You can do it like this. And they're like, oh, cool. And other times they'll, uh, you will say, that's a, good, that's a good question. I'll take that back to the, we should, have, yeah, yeah, it should solve that. Um, but we need, we need people to say what, what they need from the programs, what they need from the, from the BIM models. So the more people in there, more people using it, the, the better it will be. Yeah, that's so true. Uh, now, what would you uh, recommend to someone who's who's passionate maybe about BIM or interested, but they are not still working with BIM? Uh, what should they do? What should they start doing in order to maybe switch to BIM or a full-time position where they can be involved in, in this and uh, live behind the old ways, if you can put it that way? Oh, that's a good question. It's a big question, uh, and it's it's uh, complicated because uh, uh, from where you go, uh, there's a lot of uh, ways in. But uh, I think the first of all is you just have to be curious about it. You you have to like just start okay and talk about people from if you are from special discipline okay what other uh, uh, projects is out there that's doing this in BIM and starting to I think in Norway uh, I think uh, we are pretty open with, with with our experiences and how we do things so uh, when you when you ask someone you often get the question well, what do you use what do you do how do you do this? You, you will often get some some pointers and and, and good information. And I think uh, uh, going to conferences about BIM, there are a lot of them, especially in Norway. We have it's um, a lot of good ones, and to get some connections and talk to the projects that are doing BIM today is 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 the right is part the right way to start. Uh, and then you find okay they are do using these solutions look into it is this a solution for me is uh, it's um, you have to start somewhere and i think uh, i always uh, find myself asking others uh, i'm uh, i like to talk to others like to uh, troubleshooting with people i find a lot of learning in in that uh, i think for me i've i'm been a little lucky because when i started in in uh, in this i i started at a time where uh, they've been talking about bim before i started but but there was a little shift there we started to get projects that was doing model model based project, projects and and i was lucky to get involved and started and I've been on on the on the run. I had good people uh, around me, very experienced people in the project in Larvik. I was uh, was lucky to have a very competent uh, team around me with uh, with a lot of experience to follow up the project, and I can focus on on supporting them with what I can do in the model. And I learned a lot of lots through that. Um, and I had uh, uh, good 
uh, opponents, if you're going to call it that, from the contractors, from the planners. Uh, I've been uh, lucky to have good people to, to, to troubleshoot with. Yeah, that sounds good. But uh, we cannot wait for someone else. You are actually talking about self-learning. Yeah. You need to put in the effort or otherwise nobody will come and get you. Yeah, okay, come here. Now you, you can do BIM. You need to be curious. You need to want to, uh, to be better and to learn new things yeah. if you want to advance in your career, of course. You asked me this earlier, but uh, this is may maybe one of the, the mistakes we do. We are waiting for the experience to show up. It's, yeah. If you're going to be experienced, you have to find the experience yourself yeah. and you have to learn and you have to, you have to fail uh, and you have to do the right things. And I think some, uh, I've been around on other projects, visiting other projects, telling about my project, hearing about their projects and things that have uh, not been an issue on the projects that I've been working on has been an issue on other projects. And you get to hear this and you're like, oh, I, I got lucky because that, that didn't happen yeah. to be a, be an issue where I'm at, but uh, it could have been. Yeah, and yeah. note that to yourself, okay, I have to be aware of this because that's something we have to solve for the next project so we don't have that in the next instance. You have to collect all these uh, things and... Uh, work on them so uh, I think yeah I think that's the, where we are now that's one of the biggest way to to, to start with BIM is you, you just have to start getting experience work go around on conference talking to the projects talking to people I know and then you have to get your own opinion on things and and, and, and find the solutions yeah. yeah but you need to act anyway no matter what kind of advice you take you need to act yeah. at the end yourself if you want you you will just be there well thomas it was awesome to have you here thank you very much for everything you shared with us and uh, i wish you good luck and thank you for having me and good luck with the podcast in the future